As we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, we want to shine a light on an organization that's been offering crucial support for Hispanic-owned businesses. The majority of our small businesses here are a lot of family-owned businesses that have been around legacy generation to generation. The San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is historic in its own right. It's the nation's first and largest Hispanic chamber with more than 900 members. Their work has been even more significant over the past year and a half, as the pandemic made running a small business even more difficult than usual. Everybody's working as hard as we possibly can to make it as, as comfortable for, for the customer as possible. In this episode of Commerce Street, we spoke with CEO Marina Gonzalez about the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce's role in the business community. And we also spoke with one of their members, a restaurant that opened during the pandemic. So first, just kind of talk me through, for people that aren't familiar, talk to me a little bit about the mission of the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, what you guys do with your members, um, just kind of an overall bird's eye view. Well, our San Antonio Hispanic Chamber is the oldest and largest Hispanic chamber in the entire country, which is something, of course, we're very proud of. We've been around for over 92 years and hopefully we'll be around for another 92. But really the core of our mission are our members. And those are the businesses that we have the privilege of representing. And our goal is to make sure that we're the leading advocate and resource for anyone operating within the Hispanic market. So you don't have to be Hispanic to be a part of the Hispanic Chamber. But if you're in San Antonio, you know, we're 70% Latino, Hispanic here. And so it just makes sense that anyone doing business in San Antonio should be a part of that mission. So we welcome everyone. About how many members do you have? Are we talking like dozens, hundreds? We're talking hundreds. Okay. So as the oldest and largest, we have over 900 members. And that's fantastic. You know, excuse me, before COVID, we were at about 1,100. And so we want to get back to that. And that's just because, unfortunately, what we've seen is that our Hispanic population has been disproportionately affected by the pandemic, not only for their health and personal reasons, but in operating businesses and creating a marketplace. So that's something that we're very passionate about is making sure that we can still create those opportunities and that we are the best advocate for our members. And I do want to talk a little bit about those challenges of the past year and how the community can really be supportive of these businesses that have also done a lot on their own to stay afloat. But first, I just kind of want to give people a little more background as well. Um, when we say uh, San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, when I think Chamber of Commerce, maybe I think like um, marketing businesses, advocating for businesses, um, networking events. I'm sure that's Absolutely. part of it. Yes. Is that all of it or is there more? I mean, what, what is kind of the focus and some of the services? Sure, so any chamber is going to connect you to other businesses, help you grow your business, and then take on big issues to advocate for you with local and state federal policy initiatives, that laws that would affect your ability to operate a business. That's at the core of any, any chamber. What sets us apart is our five pillars is part of our mission. So we're very big on education because that's workforce development. Those are the next generation of leaders. We run very robust leadership programs such as the Alex Briseño Leadership Development Program. It's been around for 50 years. It's all about how to improve yourself as a leader, how to grow into that space and what type of leader you wanna be. Then we have the Latina Leadership Institute, which we started six years ago. And that's a personal passion of mine, just being I've heard able. great things about that. It's an amazing yeah. program. And, and it really, it just takes a group of talented women, puts them together and creates this, this year-long experience 
that helps them get ready to run for office or be in a leadership role, ask for that promotion, make sure that they have the confidence and ability to do that. Um, and that's, a, that's another core value is leadership. Of course, we are in economic development. Um, we are small business advocates, which is also what sets us apart. And then the other one is the international trade which is something that this year has picked up with our friends in Mexico, making sure that those doors are open to do business um, across the border. This may sound like such an obvious question in a city of San, like San Antonio, but how big of an impact do Hispanic owned businesses and operated businesses have in our city? Do you have any just kind of interesting perspective on that? Sure. Well, you know, we are about 70% Hispanic here in San Antonio, and we've got a ton of small businesses that are owned and operated here locally, represented by Hispanic owners and Hispanic leaders. This is such a great city to have a Hispanic chamber because of those statistics that show you that the majority of our small businesses here are a lot of family owned businesses that have been around legacy generation to generation. We've got a, a very strong and robust um, restaurant industry here as we're sitting here in one of our wonderful Hispanic owned restaurants, Taquerias here, uh, Mexico Lindo. But that, those are the stories that you see and that's something that's unique to San Antonio, I think, and, and something that you know makes it fun to live in San Antonio, but also makes it really fun to be a part of the Hispanic Chamber here. So we create a network and a community for our, our members to focus on our mission. One of the members helping create that community is O.T. Mendez, owner of Mexico Lindo. The restaurant opened during the pandemic in hopes that the concept would distinguish it from the competition. So first, just kind of talk to me about the concept behind this restaurant. What will people find here and what's kind of the vision? So we obviously there's a lot of incredible restaurants, Mexican food restaurants in San Antonio. We do want it to be a little bit more traditional in some of our dishes. Um, so that's kind of the concept. We wanted to make it somewhere. I remember getting together with family in Mexico, regardless if it's at a restaurant or at a house, and, uh, and, and just being very lively, very fun, very, uh, very open, uh, and obviously family oriented. So that's kind of what, what we wanted to do here. Our, our, our biggest concern is one, providing good product. Uh, but two, making sure your entire experience is fun, from the service to the, to the, to the enjoyment of the food, to the music, to the cleanliness, especially nowadays with everything going on. So we want you to be as comfortable as possible coming out, spending time with a friend, with a family, with a business associate, to uh, you know, just just to forget a little bit about everything else that is that is going on from the walls out. How long have you lived in San Antonio? Um, I've been here. I'm gonna give my age a little bit, but <laughs> I've been here over 30 years. Okay. I got here when I was 14 years old. Um, I, I went to high school locally. I went to college out of town, but then came back because my father and my family were here. What is kind of the value in networking with other local small businesses? And what, what have you kind of gotten out of getting to know other members? You, you know, I, I really, I think it's pretty invaluable. Um, sometimes we get so caught up in running the business, I'm doing, my way has got to be, it's got to be, I got to do it different. There's really no reason to reinvent the wheel. Uh, and sometimes we get so caught up on I got to make it happen when there's either members or resources that the chamber provides to kind of help you. I mean, instead of taking 10 steps, they help you with the first two or three and, and it, it makes it very, uh, very helpful. And, and meeting other restaurant owners and different business owners, it's, it just, it, it helps you gauge the, the economic situation here in town also. 
What else would you want people at home to know right now about supporting our local restaurants? You know, I, I think I think the community has been incredible, not just with us, but throughout San Antonio. Um, I think there's not a single, not just restaurant, but business owner that can't that can't say thank you enough for for what they've done because uh, because obviously the support that they provide. Um, we just we just want you guys to know that not just here, but I know every friend that I have that has restaurants, construction businesses, um, cleaning businesses, whatever. Everybody's working as hard as we possibly can to to make it as, as comfortable for, for the customer as possible. Uh, we want a good experience. We want you to be safe. We want to be safe. Uh, we also have family that, you know, that we got to take care of. So we, whatever we're offering you is the same thing that we're taking home. So we got to make sure that it is a, a good product and a clean product. Um, and just obviously we, we want to have the heart to, to understand if you come out and you don't want to eat here, but you want to take it home, we understand why. Mm -hmm. We still, you still deserve a, a, a good service. But our friends in the restaurant business have had a challenging time. And so one of the stories of resilience here that I love is that our friend and owner, OT, who's a chamber member, of course, decided he was still going to open this restaurant. I'm still going to make it. He's put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into making it successful, networked with the chamber. We did a ribbon cutting here for him. We've been um, promoting consumer confidence and, and operating safely. So that's been one of those resiliency stories of, of our ability to provide PPE, for example. We partnered with Bank of America. We handed out tons of masks and gloves and sanitizer. We targeted our friends that are operating safely to be able to do that. So they have the tools to continue their business and keep going. So that is a little bit of the resiliency, of course, and just one example of many of the businesses that have pivoted or been creative in making sure they can go on with their business. And where we're at now with um, some of the challenges we've seen over the last year and a half have certainly been the, the needs of our members have changed, right? Every, a lot of places in operating have changed the way they do business, how they do it safely, the tools that they need. And the biggest challenge we see is access to capital and resources for our Hispanic population to keep their doors open. So one of the things we've done at the chamber over this last year and a half is tailored our programming, which was very much more networking and event-based focused, yeah. right? Because at, you know pre-COVID, that's really just a great way of making sure your business can grow and sustain and, and learn and meet new vendors for your, your industry or meet new partners to work on something together and, and make sure you're supporting each other's business. And that continued. But what we did with surveying our members, we found that the needs had changed and so what we need to do, our mission is our members. So we needed to be able to pivot ourselves and provide those opportunities. While restaurants and food service are a large part of our economy and the chamber's client base, the organization supports a wide range of businesses and industries. One of the things she mentioned there was the Latina Leadership Institute. We wanted to know more about the chamber's efforts to get women involved in business. In terms of creating that network and community, one of the things that you mentioned was the Latina Leadership Institute. Just give me a little more information about what that is, who gets involved with that, and what does the Institute do throughout that year? Sure, so it is a year-long program that starts, we, we do take applications now this fall, so anyone interested in joining as a class member to go through the program and learn what that, that is about, please go to our website and sign up. The applications are going live and we're ready to, to get those and review them 
it's competitive to get in, of course, because so many ladies want to do it. We're the only Latina leadership institute here in San Antonio, too. And so that's something that you know has really grown in popularity. But the point of it is to prepare women to, to move forward in their careers. And it started with the idea that we need to prepare women on how to run a, camp, a campaign to be in office and get involved in politics. We know representation matters. And we also know that a lot of studies and a lot of statistics nationally and here locally show that Latinas are not leading in many industries in terms of leadership roles. So I recall going to law school and one of the things I saw was that statistically in the country at the time, only 1% of lawyers were Latinas. And I thought, oh my goodness, I, I had no idea. I just assumed that you know, there were more of us out there pursuing these, uh, these dreams. And, and you know, we've seen more, we've seen a lot of that evolve and we were seeing those opportunities for Latinas and women, the doors starting to open. But this program is designed for those those ladies that, you know, maybe culturally or in, in within our own backgrounds, we didn't grow up with the idea knowing that this was possible and this is how you get there, right? We didn't have anyone to teach and say, this, these are the steps you take to run a campaign. This is how you open an account with the Texas Ethics Commission to make sure you can do your financial reporting. I mean, it's down to those steps and that's on the how to run for office side, which was the original idea. Now it's evolved, of course, into professional development, personal development. We talk about women's pay equality, especially for Latinas, including our other friends and minority populations that have that disparity. So we go into that, but really the, what the core of the program is each month, there's one day that the ladies get together all day long with specific programming put together throughout the city where they get to visit different places in the city and hear different speakers meet different people and go through a curriculum-based leadership program tailored for Latinas. What, what kind of is the outlook right now among your members? Um, what would you want the community to know about supporting these businesses that frankly really are the backbone of what San Antonio is? They make San Antonio what we are. Absolutely. We want to say that it's still safe to get out there and make sure that you're a consumer, that you're, you're confident in your ability to go and support our local businesses. We encourage everyone to shop local, support local, and you can go on our website and see all of our members by industry. So we always love to say, even if you're not a Hispanic Chamber member, but you're looking to support a Hispanically oriented or focused industry here in San Antonio, in particular business, go on our website and find that vendor that you're looking for in that category and connect with them or, or call us and we'll help you connect because that is our job is to make sure our members have what they need and have the doors open to keep their doors open. I know you mentioned that there was kind of a disproportionate impact to Hispanic owned businesses during the pandemic. Um, perhaps why was that and what can we do to fix that? Absolutely, such an important question. You know, what we've seen traditionally is it's access to capital at the end of the day. It's access to the funds and the resources to keep going. You may not have that long-standing or historic line of credit with your bank or relationship with a traditional financial institution. Or as I mentioned earlier, as a small business owner, you're wearing many hats, right? You're the finance person, you're the front room person, you're, you know, you're the one stocking the warehouse to down to shipping things and, and everything in between. So what we want to do is, is just make sure that, that that's known out there. We have a gap in our ability to meet the loan and lending needs to access capital, and that's due to many factors. 
we've had a gap in our micro lending too. That's been one that's been super helpful. Our friends at Lift Fund and People Fund have been tremendous in making sure that they're, they're getting out there with their resources to know that, so that's so that small businesses know they have an alternative if a traditional bank isn't ready to engage with them or that maybe they're not at that step yet. Um, but it remains a challenge. I know that there's many advocacy efforts on the federal level and local level to make sure that some of the relief efforts and funding that are coming through that we've seen from, uh, from, the, from Congress coming for COVID relief that we're using those strategically and uh, most importantly, th that it's going to places that can best leverage those funds and support to continue operating and be the backbone of our economy, which we know are the small businesses here in San Antonio. We talked a lot about um, the challenges, the developments, kind of the past year that you've seen, the overall services. What right now do you feel like you as the Chamber of Commerce are really celebrating? Well, we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month here coming up, and we're gearing up to do that. That's something we always want to do, spotlights, highlights on our Hispanic-owned businesses and what that means for us. And, and one of the things that sets us apart is that cultural experience that we've had collectively as a Hispanic organization and, and something that we want to celebrate our members. So you can look forward to those type of safe events that we can have, right? So we want to make sure that, of course, we know there's still a pandemic going on where we are encouraging people to wear masks, get your sanitize, your, your hand sanitizer, still keep doing those things that keep you safe and keep your community safe. But we want to be able to do that in a celebratory way as we move forward and look forward to the rest of the year here. We've got October coming up as Member, member Appreciation Month. And we, we might do that uh, drive-through event again because Dia de los Muertos is certainly a popular event with everyone here in San Antonio. Uh, so we're looking forward to that and we're looking forward to a great fall season and celebrating with some of our uh, small business summit event that we'll be having along with many other hybrid or virtual events um, that are here to come. We covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else really important that you wanted people to know or anything that I missed that I should have asked you? So what I really want to tell San Antonio and our friends out there listening is that you've got to find a way to support local. Make sure your favorite coffee shop down the corner stays open right now. We do have another wave with Delta that's scaring some people and it's creating you know, a little hesitancy for some to go back out. And, and this experience with COVID has been a bit of a roller coaster, but we're not going anywhere, right? We've got to find a way as a community and that is the power of our community and what keeps us San Antonio is that we continue to support each other. So I'd urge everyone to put that mask on and get out there and shop safely and participate safely in our local economy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Commerce Street, a Ken's 5 original podcast. To hear more episodes like this one, including how local businesses weathered the pandemic, head to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can also find our entire Commerce Street series at kens5.com slash commerce street. I'm Erica Zuko with producer Kristen Dean. Thanks for listening.